This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to what, you know, what is certainly feeling like already the weekend to me because I'm now off until the new year. Lovely stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, for those that are still working, um, my thoughts are with you. Um, and uh, I hope you make it through to your days off around, and if you have any, of course, at Christmas. But uh, good morning, everybody joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, good morning to Matt G, to PJ, to Akmal, Jose. Uh, good morning to Carl, uh, PJ, Paul. Uh, good morning to Olu and James and Ansa. Good morning to Trevor and Temi and Steve. Good morning to Amira, Canoe, Louis, uh, Leopold, Chris, Rich, Stevie. Uh, good morning, Marcus. Uh, good morning, Dave and uh, and Christopher and Lynn and Steve Stone and everybody else as well uh, in the chat box. Uh, without further ado, let me tell you about uh, yesterday's podcast. Myself. Sophie and Dr. Raj all sat down to have a quick chat uh, about the EPL coming back, um, the £250 million success of Arteta in the transfer window, and the double ACL catastrophe to Beth Mead and uh, Vivian Miedemar as well on the latest Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. We've also set up now our Strava group for those of you that would like to get involved, uh, trying to better ourselves, get a bit fitter and uh, healthier and do get involved and listen back to our Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast. Certainly worth your time. Uh, Beth Mead, a massive congratulations to her on winning the Sports Personality of the Year award, of course, for her fantastic uh, escapades uh, during the Euros. Uh, really fantastic achievement, of course, and uh, a deserved winner in the end uh, of the awards. I think absolutely there can't be too many uh question marks around who else I, I suppose there were some really good other candidates to be fair but Beth Mead deserves it and uh I think it's glad that the Arsenal fans came through to give her this very very due award uh now for those of you that were fortunate enough to be able to watch last night's Monday night football special despite it being Wednesday night um I imagine they'll play some of this on the Monday night game against West Ham next week 
But uh, Arteta sat down with Jamie Carragher to talk about Arsenal, talk about his history at the club, talk about the current situation of the club and what he sees for the future. If you want to watch it, uh, there are, I think, clips uploaded to Sky Sports Football's uh, YouTube channel, which you can go back and watch. But it was really... Uh, it's on Sky Catch-Up, says Dave, as well. There you go. Perfect. Um, it was a really insightful, interesting listen um, to to learn about what he wanted from players. It was. Re- I loved the bit where he was talking about Saliba and the centre-backs and specifically about the kind of the panic that can set in when Saliba dribbles because he doesn't want the players to do that. You know, despite us having some very good ball-playing centre-backs, he wants the ball to be used in terms of passing. He doesn't want the players to be dribbling out from the back. He feels as though if a player has to dribble out from the back, it's because a mistake has been made somewhere else. And despite the fact that he knows that Saliba can do it, he wants them to be encouraged to pass the ball more rather than dribbling it. Um, I love the way that you can see the shape so clearly in some of the analysis, the two centre-backs, uh, the the white Zinchenko, Partey three, and then, of course, the other five attackers uh, really peppering the box with opportunities. I thought that was absolutely fantastic, the analysis of that. And it did seem to be that Arteta wants to... Well, I think that he wants to, to to attack the transfer market as much as possible and try and find some reinforcements during the window. And the way he was talking, it certainly made me feel at least that they will go into the window and use it to the best of their abilities to try uh, and reinforce the club. And that kind of moves me nicely on to the next point about Arteta has hinted in an interview with Arsenal.com that they might indeed look to try and sign a striker in January. He was asked about the missing Gabriel Jesus, and he said it's a huge blow for us. Obviously, he's such an important player. He's brought something very different to the team, and it's impossible to replace him. But we have other players, other alternatives, and we'll try to get that sorted. He also says the transfer window is another option. So it does seem to me that at least they are looking maybe at bringing in a forwards. We heard from the uh, the Athletics' David Ornstein that they were considering moving into the market for Mateus Cunha. That, of course, hasn't happened and won't happen because he's on his way to Wolves. But Arsenal may indeed move for somebody else if they find the right type of player. And we'll keep you updated with any news on who that might be. Uh, now, unfortunately, Arsenal did uh, did draw, I should say. It felt, it felt like a defeat when you draw half the time, but they did draw with Luton Town, nil-nil in a behind-closed-door friendly. I did suspect that they would uh, play a, another friendly before the return of the Premier League in just four days. Well, it's earlier than that, but four days for Arsenal's return to Premier League action. Um, no, of course, they're all playing on Boxing Day, surely. So, yeah, four days' time until we get back under underway. Uh, and unfortunately, Arsenal, despite using a very good team with Saka and Martinelli both returning, in fact, I'll tell you the team, it was Ramsdale, White, Holding, Cedric, Gabriel, Xhaka, Odegaard, Partey, Saka, Martinelli and Nketiah. Uh, in the second half, we brought on Matt Turner, Lino Souza, Foran, Lokonga, Elneny, Koja Dubri, Vieira, Marquinhos, and uh, Catalan Kurjan also came off the bench as well. And despite Arsenal having some really good chances, apparently, there was chances for Xhaka, Marquinhos. Um, Saka also had one early on in the game. They couldn't break the deadlock. Uh, apparently, the goalkeeper, Horvath for Luton, had a very good game. I think he's he might be a US men's national team international, if I'm right in saying but uh, they couldn't break the deadlock. They couldn't find the back of the net. And this will only raise... Um, the, the, the It's only going to raise concerns. I was speaking to Lee Judges yesterday about this, and he's 
very concerned uh, at this moment in time. Of course, if Arsenal go and beat West Ham, all of these friendlies and any of the worrying signs from those friendlies will probably be forgotten. Um, but it, it hasn't, I don't think, built confidence in us. We started so well with the game against Leon, where we looked great. We carried that on into the Milan game, where again, we, we looked great and played like Arsenal play. The Juventus game, we played well, but we couldn't score and it cost us because we conceded. And against Luton, it was a similar story where we played well, it seems, dominated the game, created plenty of chances, but couldn't score. It seems that this scoring aspect of the team is under question and Eddie Nketiah is certainly feeling like he is at the centre of all of this as well. Um, Now, moving into transfers, uh, this is a really interesting story because uh, Lissandro Martinez actually described the reasons as to why he joined Manchester United and why he chose instead not to sign for Arsenal. Um, Let me just find the quotes for you here. He says, if I found it hard, uh, Ten Hag says, uh, if I found it hard to take, uh, why am I getting loads of pop-ups? If I found it hard to take Martinez away from Ajax, I had such a great time there. The way we build a project out of nowhere, we brought Ajax back to the European top level. But Martinez himself wanted to leave. If we didn't take him, he would have gone to Arsenal. This is what Ten Hag has been saying. Sorry, not Martinez. Uh, if we didn't take him, he would have gone to Arsenal. A certain, uh, at a certain point, Lissandra Martinez called me up and said, Coach, listen, I will leave Ajax no matter what. I can sign for Arsenal. But if you want me, I will go to Manchester United. It always felt the way that Martinez, despite Arsenal having a very strong interest and bidding for him and in significant talks with Ajax, because of his relationship with Ten Hag, that was the difference, you know. And it's not like it was, it, it, it's it's not like it was a surprise to anybody that he ended up moving to Manchester United because of Ten Hag. And if Ten Hag wasn't at Manchester United, I think we can all agree that he probably would have made that move to Arsenal. Um, but unfortunately for Arsenal, it just happened to be the player they wanted, manager and mentor, moved to one of their Premier League rivals during that same summer. I think in the end, though, we're quite happy that we've ended up with uh, Alexander Zinchenko, and I think Arteta in particular is very happy that we ended up getting Zinchenko. It would have been interesting to see had we have signed Martinez for a reasonable fee if they've also if they would have also gone and got um, if they would have also and gone and got Zinchenko as well, but they. I think they pretty much saw Martinez as a left-back rather than a centre-back where he's obviously playing for Manchester United. Uh, Now, Arsenal are yet to decide on Cedric. However, a deal to Fulham apparently would be a loan with an obligation to buy, not a permanent deal in the January window. It would initially be a loan deal, which then would see Fulham pay a fee to try and sign Cedric. He has 18 months left on his deal, which means, of course, that he would, I imagine, go for a pretty small fee in that in that uh, summer transfer window, if he was indeed to leave on loan with that obligation to buy, but there is not yet a decision been made on this, despite claims that a deal had been close. Um, I, I'm fine with this if that is what happens. You know, the money's either going to be given to us in January or the summer. I don't think it really matters. It's going to be a small amount of money. It doesn't really matter when we get it, as long as we get it. It's, if it's an option to buy. I'm not interested, but because it's an obligation to buy, of course, that's that's very, very different indeed because it means you're going to get the money. It also means that we probably end up making a profit. Well, we would make a profit on Cedric because we we signed him on a free and we're hopefully getting some money for Pablo Marie as well in the summer. We might end up getting some money on Tavares in the summer and it could it could show that some of the players that we're moving on we're actually going to start making profits for, which would certainly be a very positive aspect. Now, if 
Cedric does leave. It does leave us a bit short at right back. Yes, we have White. Yes, we have Tomiyasu. Yes, of course, we have players coming through like Rule Waters and Brook Norton Cuffey. But apparently Arsenal uh, have an interest in Ivan Fresneda, uh, who is a player that I know a little bit about. 18-year-old Spanish uh, player, obviously has been called up for the youth sides in Spain up to under-19s level. Um, he is a right-back by trade and plays almost exclusively there. He's only played six times for uh, Real Valladolid uh, this uh, this season uh, at right-back because he's been mainly on the bench as an 18-year-old. He started to break through uh, and at the start of the season was on the bench, as I say, but, and then came through and played against Girona and started against Girona, and then started the game against Cadiz, started against Tafe, started against Real Betis, and then suffered a hamstring injury, which kept him out for just three games before he came back and returned and started playing again and started their most recent game against Athletic Club as well. So he is clearly highly thought of, it seems, um, with the link to Arsenal coming up over the last few days. And it's interesting that if Cedric goes, that they aren't, if this is to be true, of course, that they won't be putting as much emphasis on the players that are coming through. I don't necessarily think we need to sign an 18-year-old right back when you've got Rule Waters and uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through. However, I do need to do a little bit more research into Fresnader and find out some more about him. As I say, he's not had loads of action this year because he is 18 and coming through um, to find out more what he's like stylistically. So if these links do indeed improve and increase in their uh, validity, you can be sure that we'll be covering him in a tactical breakdown. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, anyway, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, part two and your questions. Uh, let's go into the chat box and see what you guys are seeing. Uh, Era Quota says that we should be promoting somebody from the other 23s instead of signing Fresneda. Uh, Dave says perhaps Fresneda is more of a versatile option for us. I'm definitely going to have to be doing more research to find out more about him. Uh, Olu says, though, this is definitely fake news. <laughs> Not convinced by this story at all. Uh, Marcus says, where is the Bailey tiered list or the tactical breakdown? Keep up the great work and enjoy your break. Um, the tier list, we did a tier list, of course, over the uh, the Honeymoon series. Um, but I'm not sure whether or not I'm going to have time now to be able to put one in before the Premier League returns. I'm losing out on time. That said, I am off, so maybe I'll have some time to do it. Um, but I've been speaking to uh, a friend of mine who is very much into his Ukrainian football to try and bring you an updated Mikhailo Mudrik 
um, tactical breakdown very soon indeed. Um, Dave says the rumours are that uh, SD are lining up a replacement for uh, Mikhail Shakhtar Donetsk, of course, lining up a replacement for Mikhailo Mudrik. Jeffinho, yes, I've seen this. Uh, Jeffinho playing for, I think, Botafogo uh, in Brazil. 22-year-old winger. Apparently, that is the case. If we get more reports on that, we'll, of course, talk about it in greater detail. But hopefully, that's a big sign that Mikhailo Mudrik might indeed be heading out of Ukraine very soon. <laughs> Matt says, it lights up. 50 tickets have to be bought. Uh, Dan says, how important is it that we sign a striker? Who would you go for? You know, I think it's important that we add the wide player that we need first because the Jesus injuries and, of course, a season-ending injury should be back February, March time. So, there is the you know the benefit of having that and the player coming in in the wide area to help us <clears throat> but the more the more i think about it if there is an opportunity to bring someone in i would i just don't know who that person is that's the big question is i don't know who you sign i don't know who the player is you bring in to ensure that you've got enough cover because you can't realistically there isn't anybody out there that's going to replace gabriel jesus there might be players out there that can give us more than eddie and ketia but are there going to be players that are smart to invest in or be able to get it's very, very difficult indeed. Um, hey, Tom, you missed out on the VAR bit. You're right. I did miss out on the VAR bit. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But uh, a investigation or a kind of study by third-party PGMOL members, former players, etc. panel has looked back at the, uh, the VAR incidents across the season. And they've determined that 42 of 48 decisions made by VAR were made correctly. Uh, However, uh, one of the unfortunate few that was not made correctly was indeed that game against Manchester United in which Gabriel Martinelli's goal was ruled out for an apparent foul by Martin Odegaard. I think it was on Christian Eriksen. That is is a real shame. A real shame um, because we know what that could have been for us. If we'd have got that goal, we could have gone on to win that game potentially. Had we scored first, I think the uh, the game indeed is very, very different. Uh, Sam says, where is Tierney? Tierney was rested. Is the understanding that he was only rested against um, Luton. There was no injury to Tierney. So that's a positive. Cedric played at left back throughout the game. Um, Tommy Asu also said to be rested. So hopefully both of those might be in the team when we play uh, against West Ham on Boxing Day. We'll have to wait and see. But he was rested. So that's a positive that there was no injury to Kieran Tierney. Uh, Dave says, Eddie is going to take a lot of work to transform him into a Jesus type of forward. Uh, Can he do that? I'm not sure that he can. I don't think he can become Jesus and really take on all of his qualities. He can adapt his game for sure. I don't think that he can take on all of the aspects of his game. Uh, Francois says, I watched Arteta's interview by the Liverpool guy, Carragher on Sky, the Liverpool guy. Uh, It gives me great confidence on the profile of players that he wants. The best thing, I believe, is the fact that he does not go for quick fixes. Absolutely. We've made too many mistakes in the market with quick fixes in the past. Arteta doesn't want those. He wants players that are going to improve us. Um, Stuart McFarlane says, as the talk on potential number six signings have quietened down as such, do you think, do you see us sticking with El Nenny and maybe going big in the summer for a rice as his contract is running out? If we don't sign a midfielder in January, obviously the scope to sign someone more marquee is there. I'm not sure whether or not that will happen, but I think obviously the scope to do that is there. 
I would like to see us sign somebody in, in January. I think we do need to reinforce the midfield. The, the fixture schedule is going to be absolutely crazy in the second two-thirds of the season. We need to make sure that we are fully reinforced for that to, to be prepared for. Uh, Matt says VAR should have a 100% success rate. Let's be honest. How do you get it wrong looking at HD replays? This is what I said to Drew yesterday in our WhatsApp group talking about this. I said it should be higher than around 92% success rate. You're an official that's it's your job. You get the benefit now of video replays. They shouldn't be making mistakes. Um, but I suppose I'll take 92% success rate over what was probably significantly lower without it. But you're right, Matt. It should be nearly perfect, if not perfect, uh, with the benefit of video replays. Um, there's a few questions here about would I take Mitrovic? Uh, Steve Hartland says, would you take Mitrovic? Well, I don't know how much you're going to have to pay for Mitrovic. Surely that's going to require a significant amount of money. And he's nothing like he's nothing like the strikers that we've got. So we'd surely have to adapt the way that we play to fit Mitrovic, or he would have to significantly adapt the way that he plays. I'm not sure that's the right profile of striker. But he'd probably bring you goals, and off the bench he might be giving us some extra stuff as well. Um, Leopold says, are you really concerned about the Mudrick fee? I mean, like you said, it's not our money. Um I'm concerned if we went to a silly, silly figure. But to be honest, if we ended up paying 60 million for Mudrick, I'm not that fussed. I'd be very happy that we got one of the most exciting young players through the door. Uh, that's what I'd be excited about, you know, not necessarily the fee that's associated with him. We've had so much talk around Mudrick. If we don't sign him, it is going to be a big blow, I think, for the fan base to not see him come through the doors or someone equivalent in terms of how good they are. I'm hopeful that we've got a good chance of signing him. The club might just have to stump up a big fee in order to get him. Um, Fuad says, Tom Zinchenko hasn't played football for six weeks and still isn't fully fit. Surely this is a big concern going forward, especially with his history on injuries at City. Of course it's a concern. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned about Zinchenko's injury history. Hopefully this period of time has given him enough time to try to build up his fitness, get fit and fully recover from the issues that he's suffering from and that we don't rush him back. I think the big problem that we've had is that we have rushed him back too soon because we know how important stylistically he is to the team. We've got to keep our fingers crossed that that doesn't affect things. And when he does play, we've got a manager's load. So, you know, if we're winning by a couple of goals or two or three goals, that we sub him off, you know, and that we continue to manage the amount of minutes that he's playing. That's going to be key, is making sure he's not playing 90 minutes all the time. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, it isn't the goals from Jesus we are missing. We need a player who can play a similar role to him uh, that would Martinelli be able to do this I'm not sure if Martinelli would be able to do the collaborative style of Jesus finding someone that Jesus is is similar to is near impossible I think you know it's, it's very very hard to find what Jesus brings that's why it took us so long to find a striker that did that for us you can find players maybe similar but you're not going to find exact replicas that's for sure um it's going to be very difficult Martinelli you know, Martinelli may, if Enketia struggles, be able to do a better job. We'd have to wait and see. Uh, Dan says, my preference would be to sign Mudrick and play Martinelli up top while Jesus is out. Martinelli possesses the same press and work rate as Jesus. Certainly energy-wise, I'd trust Martinelli to bring what Jesus does more so than Enketia. But again, positionally, I do trust Enketia a little bit more at the moment. I wouldn't throw Martinelli in cold. Uh, I would allow him some games, maybe bringing a player off the bench and shifting Martinelli over by taking Nketiah off in the second half of games. Maybe that's something we can do. 
we'd have to wait and see. Um, let's go to uh, Aya, who says, uh, thank you for the donation. I remember when I pointed out how refereeing decisions have nothing to do with how you perform, as those are two separate things. You dismissed this. But that's like saying a person who was re- retrenched, retrenched, it's a word I don't even know, retrenched uh, from... Uh, uh, from needed uh, from needed to just work hard despite factors like uh, the COVID pandemic. Um, I say a lot of things, so I'm trying to think back of everything I've said. When I pointed out how ref decisions had nothing to do with how you perform, as those are two separate things, I dismissed it. I can't remember when I dismissed it. Um, but I said, I probably said that Arsenal need to play in a way in which they take away the factor of the referee. That's what I believe. You know, referees aren't perfect. Referees are going to make mistakes. We've now got statistical evidence that suggests they do make mistakes, even with the benefit of VAR. So I'm not dismissing that. What I'm saying is that Arsenal need to be able to play to a standard where the referee doesn't become a factor, where it doesn't affect things. That's where Arsenal need to be, is they need to play so well so they don't have to worry about refereeing mistakes costing us a goal here and there because we would have scored more goals that those goals that would have been missed or potentially lost because of a poor refereeing mistake won't matter. So it's not that I'm dismissing it. It's more so I that I'm saying that we need to play to a standard that the refereeing decisions don't then affect the game anywhere near as much as they would if we weren't playing well enough. Uh, Marcus says, do you give your good lady any money for every time Charlton change manager? Wow, she must be minted. <laughs> um, no, I don't. But uh, apparently the manager now is is, is much better uh, than who they had before. But still, there's issues wider than just the manager. But a massive congratulations for Charlton to progress through to the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. They're the only, I think, team outside the Premier League now in the competition. She was there last night. She had a great time uh, and enjoyed the penalty shoot. I tell you what, if you haven't watched the penalty shootout back, go and watch the penalty shootout between Charlton and Brighton last night. Goodness me. Uh, awful. Trossard's penalty. Terrible. So, uh, yeah, do check that out if you haven't already. But, uh, yeah, it was a happy household last night. We can say that. Uh, Bizarre says, um, uh, the Guna talk, why does Arsenal struggle to compete with other clubs in terms of paying big transfer fees? What are your thoughts on Gvardiol for Arsenal? Uh, I think Gvardiol end up going elsewhere. We've just signed up Gabriel to a new contract. We're being linked quite heavily with with other left-footed centre-backs like Evan and Dika. We don't need to spend big on a left-sided centre-back because we've got our starting option there. I think we need to spend on bringing in competition, but we don't have to spend on bringing in a starting player there. I think that someone like Evan Ndika is a great opportunity on a free. I think he's a competitive option. That's great. Rather than spending 80-odd million on Gvardiol. Um, in terms of struggling to compete with other clubs, in terms of paying big transfer fees, I don't necessarily think we struggle to compete with other clubs with big transfer fees. You know, we've spent big money on players before. I don't think you'd see Arsenal spending a hundred million on a player like Jude Bellingham, to be honest. Not because they can't do that. I think they could if they wanted to. I just don't think they see that as I just don't think they see that's the way forward. I think the big problem with com- competition with other teams is actually the wages. You know, teams like Man United, teams like City, teams like Chelsea can pay upwards of three hundred thousand pounds per week for players. We might be able to do that in the near future. But right at the present day, we aren't doing that. You know, Martinelli, £200,000 per week. Jesus, £220,000 per week. I imagine Sackle might even eclipse that. It's very difficult to see Arsenal paying upwards of the money that would need to be made for players like Jude Bellingham, um, potentially players like Rice 
that's the that's the barrier. It's not the transfer fee; it's the wages. I think that we would have to pay for some of these players. Um, let's go down to. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, I don't. What's going on? <laughs> Francois said, "Just sent some love your way, Tom. Thanks, mate." Um, I don't. I can't see it. Why can't I see it? Oh, hold on. TG membership. Wow. Incredible. Uh, Francois very kindly gifted 50. I'm annoying that StreamYard doesn't actually tell me uh, this, but Francois has just sent 50 memberships in this direction. Um, I think uh, that means that they're done at random, I think. So if you're now a member of the channel, welcome. You can very much thank Francois. Um, but plenty of you in the chat box now apparently have been given free memberships. So what an amazing gift this Christmas. Francois, thank you so much for the very kind donation to the channel. And of course, to the memberships that you've just sent out to the chat box as well. What an amazing gift that is. And what a wonderful time of year. Thank you so much for that. That's kind. Um, very, very kind indeed. So the chat box, very happy, I can see. You can start using your emojis now in the chat box. You can use Lee Judges. I mean, let's see what emojis you've actually got because I sometimes forget myself uh, what's going on with the emojis. So if you click the little face at the bottom of the screen, um, yes, you can still indeed use Lee Judges in the chat box. <laughs> but of course, we've got some fantastic options in the chat. We've got our, our Flying Fish, uh, which used to be very much the... Um, what was it? The uh, the the mascot of the channel. We've not really had a flying fish reference in a long time. Uh, you got plenty of others in there. Mainsley, who's not even at the club anymore. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, if you, are, I don't know how long the memberships last. Maybe for a month. But uh, yeah, now you'll be able to get involved in some of the shows using a lot more of our emojis in the chat box. So there you go. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, but massive congratulations to those that have now been randomly gifted fifty memberships by Francois. What a kind thing to do uh john says considering the timing of construction same time as chelsea's cash influx the massive subsequent increase in tv money tv money and our financial constraints then should we have built the emirates big question john very big question i think at the time of course the planning that went into building the emirates started way before chelsea ever looked like they were going to come in and get a massive uh you know a, a billionaire owner that was going to give them loads of money they were planning this for years ahead of that. So they would never have known that that was going to happen. So in the benefit of hindsight, you might say that, that the timing was bad. That said, Arsenal having Highbury in 2022, I don't think financially it would have made any sense. I mean, look at the Emirates now. You're, we're struggling to get tickets in the Emirates Stadium. So getting, you know, the, the capacity of Highbury was what? Between 30 and 40,000? Was it not? Uh, let's have a quick check. 38,419. We nearly more than doubled that, you know, with the expansion to the em uh, to the Emirates. And we're still struggling to sell out ticket. We're still struggling to, uh, you know, accommodate all of the um, all of the fans in the stadium. So whilst we can say in the benefit of hindsight, maybe the timing was wrong, we absolutely had to, uh, we absolutely had to move stadiums in the long term. And I think we're probably going to start seeing hopefully the benefits of that now so there you go uh <laughs> i can see big chat box that's uh disappointed that they didn't get memberships i'm pretty sure it's done at random guys so <laughs> don't take it personally if you didn't end up getting one um but uh but there you go 
Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, you can get hold of your uh, your emojis now in the chat box. Uh, Stuart says, any more thoughts on TGT merch, a cap or a hoodie? Look, I'd be lying if I didn't look at uh, Sophie's fantastic merchandise on the Highbury squad and think that the Arsenal, um, the TGT logo, you know, our tactics cannon wouldn't look quite good on a black cap or a black T-shirt. You know what I'm like with black T-shirts. Um, you know, I've thought about it. Um, there's always been kind of a little bit of uh, a previous gripe I had with merchandise that's kind of held me back. Sure, people's opinions can change on merch, and I'm sure that maybe mine could as well. Um, yeah, I'd have to be interested in see if there is even a, you know, if people were interested in it, if they would get hold of a cap with the uh, the TGT Canon logo on it. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't even know if that is even possible, to be honest. But uh, yeah, there's some fantastic merchandise I've seen out there created in the last couple of years. Ask Blog doing the um, uh, the mug. Maybe we could do it as kind of a charity thing as well. Maybe we could try and raise some money um, for in the future. For some charities, I know, of course, if we did some support for our, our good friend Vinny's charities like Hanson McMillan, maybe we could do a fundraiser or something. That'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? If we did merchandise and the proceeds um, went, uh, went, went to a charity, that'd be quite cool. Uh, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Maybe that's something that we can do from a charity perspective. That'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? Um, I think we're going to end things there. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, very quickly, Akmal just asked, any any news on the facelift at the Emirates? Uh, all I can tell you is that January is when it will be ready. So it won't be ready for the West Ham game on Boxing Day. January is when it's going to be ready, and it's going to be great. I think it's going to be – I know a little bit about it, um, just from you know hearing things when I'm in and around the club. Um, I know a little bit about it. I can't say anything about it, but it's it hopefully will look quite good. It's gonna, I think it's going to look great. I think it's going to be um, thought-provoking, actually. I don't think it's going to be what people expect. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think of it. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself fully. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what people think of the artwork that's going on the outside of the stadium. It's going to be great. It's going to be really, really great, I think. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to join you, as it always is. Make sure you go listen to yesterday's Eat, Sleep, Arsenal, Repeat podcast. Um, and of course, also, uh, you'll have plenty of content to come to you as well. I am doing some pre-recorded stuff for Christmas. So even though there won't be an 8 a.m. show on Christmas Day uh, live, there will be a Christmas podcast for you to listen to on Christmas Day with myself, Mike from the Gooners Pod, Lee Judges, and Sophie. I've also got a little bit of an announcement coming probably around Christmas Day as well. So. Mm-hmm. Plenty of content to come. I'm very much looking forward to uh, bringing you some stuff. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Um, and again, a massive thank you to Francois. I think chat books, we can all call him a bit of a legend in the chat box for gifting as many as 50 TGT memberships uh, to you guys in the chat. That is genuinely amazing. And if you like being a member, maybe it'll encourage you to, to stay as a member of the channel as well in the future. Um, but thank you so much. I will see you again very, very fantastic day and i will uh yeah we'll link up soon have a great day and as always up the arse it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection 
Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.